how you're doing. That's right. right. Let me say it again. Come on. Yeah. It doesn't mean that all your circumstances are good. Yep. But when's the last time circumstances had to be a, the authority to determine how you were doing? Ah. Circumstances are circumstantial. Right. <laughs> they're, they're like the wind. They, they, they change like the weather. I mean, circumstances uh, test your faith. Circumstances test sonship. Circumstances test identity. Circumstances test promises of God. Circumstances uh, test prophecies. Uh, The seen realm is not at all supposed to be how you are governed. You are not governed by your physical eyes and by your the things that you see, the things that you hear, the things that you touch. You're not you're not governed by a number in a bank account. You are not governed. You, you are not you are not governed by man. You are not governed by a pain in your body. You are not governed by a lump in your body. You're not governed by you're not governed by these things. I get that they're real. I'm not asking you to be in some kind of denial. A lot of people faith is denial. I'm just telling you, you're not governed by it. You're not governed by your current circumstances. You're not governed by what is contrary to the word of God. You're not governed by those things. You're governed by the kingdom of God. You have been translated out of the kingdom of darkness, out of the the kingdom of circumstances. You've You've been translated out of that thing. And you have been called, you've been called to rule and reign in him, in him, in him. You are called to transform earth. You know, you're called to transform it. You're called to have dominion. You're called to walk in union with the Father and as one with the Father. And plant the heavens in the earth. No weapon formed against you can prosper. No weapon, no weapon, no weapon formed against the word of God. What God says can prosper. Do not agree. Open up your mouth and say, I do not agree. I just, just, just very simple. I don't agree. I don't agree with these circumstances. I don't agree with this pain. I don't agree. I don't agree. I don't agree with my own mind. I don't agree with my own emotion. I don't agree with my pain in my body. You, you know, I, I had a testimony this week from uh, the, the, the time I had in Michigan, and there was a woman there who had been suffering with back and neck and, I mean, all co- pain, constant chronic pain for years. I mean, decades, years debilitating pain, disability kind of pain. And, you know, we prayed for her, and she got some relief. But, you know, the primary thing that I did for her that weekend is I just said, do not accept it. 
Do not get passive with it. That is illegal. It is illegal. Let me say this. Lack is illegal in the believer's life. Unpaid bills are illegal. It's completely illegal. It is not legal. It's illegal. Do not agree with it. Let me tell you how the enemy gets you to agree with it. He blames you for it. He tries to get you into some kind of performance to correct something. So that those, it's a waste of time. It was paid for by Jesus. Poverty was eradicated on the cross. Now I'm not, you know, let me say this. What if I've got these symptoms? What if I've got death? What if I've got these things? Okay, well, what does it mean? Let me just say this. Don't let it mean anything. It's just a circumstance. It's just a circumstance. Don't let it define anything. Don't put a judgment on it. Don't put a judgment on it at all. It's illegal. Don't meditate. Don't, 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 don't take your brain and try to wrap around it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Like, we try to figure it out. We try to correct it with natural reasoning. Jesus didn't do this. You know? You just call things that be not as though they were. So this woman, she said, it got worse after you left. <laughs> it got worse after you left. It got better, but then it got worse. She said, but I just kept telling it it had to go. I just kept telling it it had to go. You know, I have this book by Normal Hayes called How to Live and Not Die. It's like a book from the 70s. Um, but, you know, Norval was like this kid. He was awesome. Normal Hayes was awesome. He, you know, he would say, how long do you speak to it? Whoa. Say until it's gone. I mean, what's the alternative? Passivity? That you just you've learned to live with it? No. You speak to it. And I can feel the resistance in the spirit when I say this. I can literally discern this junk coming off of y'all. It is crap. Do not tolerate it. Do you know, this is what I literally believe, that I cannot run out. Do you know that I had to learn? I mean, I, I tell you, you can make it mean all kinds of stuff. Get your identity from a whole lot of things. But I'll tell you what, in eternity, it means nothing. Did you know that? In eternity, it means nothing. This world system has all kinds of definitions for things. What our identity is around, what it means to be this, that is not the kingdom. In the kingdom, it just is. 
You are wealthy. Amen. Amen. Whether your current balance sheet reflects that truth or not doesn't change that truth. And I tell you what, if Jesus came back right now and the twinkling of an eye we were caught up in the air, the truth would be that everybody in him was wealthy. It's the truth. Amen? Everybody in here is healed. That one is really Everybody in here is whole. Everybody in here is. These are truths. Now, whether we experience them or not depends on whether we agree. It's very simple, actually. The enemy has to get into a group. And we have to just, we just have to come out of agreement with some things. Here's, he, he's, he's an accuser. He's an accuser. He accuses you. Well, if you had made those bad decisions, you wouldn't be in this situation. If you had eaten that food, you wouldn't be sick. Don't agree with that. That is not the kingdom. I'm sorry, he became sickness. Amen. Not plus a good diet. Now, I get that that feels very irresponsible to the world system that doesn't have this revelation. Sickness is illegal in the believer's life. It is absolutely an abomination to the cross of Christ. Amen. It is a slap in the face to the blood of the Lamb. Now, I'm, not, I'm not shouting at you. <laughs> here's the deal. We take it like I'm yelling at you. No. Yell at sickness. Yell at sickness. Yell at lack. No more. Quit being passive. No more. No more. Seriously. Oh my God. Seriously. No more. No more. It exists because you're alive. Yes. Right. Right. That is a word from God. Yell at it. Yell at it. Get it in its face. You unclean spirit of death. Get out of my life. Go. Take authority over it. Amen. Don't about allergies in your body. I mean, I'm talking about any little area. Where the cross of Christ has defeated something. Right. You know what? We, the devil tries to make you feel unworthy. He tries to make you, I mean, all this mess. What I prayed before, who cares? I spoke before, who cares? Don't make it mean anything. Literally, get your brain out of it. Get your brain out of it. Quit thinking about it. Quit figuring it out. Don't think about it at all. Don't think. Don't think. <laughs> <laughs> it says, take your thoughts off when you get to Christ. Jesus. Thank Jesus. One thought. Jesus. The name of Jesus. 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 Dead Jesus. 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 Anyway, that pain left. She just, she just said, now, my daughter, my daughter, Came out of um, Pat Baby, and she's kind of some kind of little psychosis or something. Now, should I just do the same thing for that? I'm like, uh, yeah. <laughs> that would be a yes. And what about what about this? What, 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 what circumstance do you have? Now, here's the deal. 
you'll actually graduate from this. This is just level one. <laughs> you will actually graduate from this. Where you don't have to yell at it, you don't gotta, you know. <laughs> but you start there because you've been just passive. Right? You know, then you'll move into just maybe laughing. <laughs> or maybe you'll just move into sticking your tongue out or ignoring. But not out of passivity. You're not ignoring out of passivity. You're ignoring because you it's already handled. Right. And you've entered it now, you know? But I'm not saying you ignore it and then it's still there in six months. If you're ignoring it in there in six months, you better start talking again. Amen? I'm not talk, planning on talking about this, but this is a victorious house. Yeah. Yeah. You are a victor. Yeah. You are more than a conqueror. Yeah. You are exactly who God says you are. If you have a financial issue, you put the word of God in your mouth. Right. Wealth and riches are in my house. Yeah, <laughs> the Lord maketh <laughs> the Lord makes me rich and adds no sorrow to it. Right. The blessing of the Lord has made me rich. He supplies all, all of my needs according to his riches and glory. Yeah. How, and you just say it. You just say it. You know, and, and let me say this. Get proactive. Because here's where you're going to go. You're going to go to the place where you're not just having to believe the da-da-da-da-da to where you're like, okay, how much money do we want for Christmas? Right. All right, well, let's just go ahead and call that in. I mean, you know, trying to get even... Okay, great. Why don't we just try to go ahead and get into like twenty thousand dollars in our bank accounts? There you go. Why not? Right. 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 Amen. Yeah. I can feel. Like, it's just like, do you know who you are? Do you know who you are? You're not earning this. This is not, this isn't even about you. Did you know that your poverty is not about you? Did you know that sickness is not about you? Do you know that this is a, there's a battle between kingdoms that's already been won? It's not about, this is not personal. It feels personal. The devil makes it personal, but it's not personal. This is about Jesus. Amen. This is totally about the enforcing the victory that Jesus purchased, that he won, the crown that's on his head. It's according to your faith. It's according to what you believe. It is according, it is not according to any other thing. It is so, I mean, the, the woman with the issue of blood, she decided. If I touch the hem of his garment, I'm going to get healed. She decided. You decide how long you're going to be in debt. 
waiting for God to do something that he's already done. Right. Yes. Yes, that's right. Yeah. You know? Now, let me say this. When you declare, it's, it's not even war. You're declaring victory. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because the war has already been won. You're declaring victory. Now, let me tell you this. I get that it's a battle. I get this. I mean, you guys, I have been through so many battles. Lord have mercy. I remember sometimes I get so freaked out in a battle, I just have to go to bed. No, literally. I mean, just so overcome with fear, so overcome with thoughts bombarding me, so overcome with just, you know, just terror. I mean, I remember I quit my job, you know, and hadn't sold my house, and I had all these bills and just crazy things, and God told me to quit my job, and I was I had to sell the house, but the house wasn't sold yet, and it was really expensive, and all this stuff, and I remember... You know, calling the assistant pastor and be like, you know, trying to get a second opinion, not a feeling, trying to get a confirmation. I'm sorry, it wasn't a second opinion. <laughs> it's confirmation, right? I know, it's unbelief. And um, I'm calling and trying to get, you know, the confirmation. And he's like, you know, God didn't speak to me. Right, right. I don't have anything for you here. I mean, in the natural, you know, I can tell you all the things you already know. It looks nice. <laughs> So, but God didn't speak to me about this. I like hang up the phone and go to bed. Go to bed. It's called sleeping in the storm. It's biblical. <laughs> it is. I have a scriptural precedent. But it's like, cut, pull the head over your head. Just, just go to bed. Just go to bed. Right? Um, circumstances, I don't care what they are, they change. And they should not have the power to define you. Only the word of God gets that right. And let me say this. Some things, I'll say this. The more things that I face that seem really horrible, let me tell you, I can talk about all those things. Because when I walk through those things, I realize I really didn't have the power that supposedly they have. And I learned, I remember in the midst of this one particular situation, God just asked me, what do you actually need to be happy? What do you actually need to be happy? Perfect circumstances? Like, that's what you need? Like, you need what? For the credit report? What do you need? What do you need? Do you need, do you need all these things all ducks in a row? Do you need da 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 I mean, like what? Like what? Like what? What do you need? And, and wait a minute. Now, where's your identity? What is your identity again? Where did that come from? Well, tell me that again. Yeah, and you're, what are you worried about again? And you just like feel like an idiot after five minutes. Because in the big scheme of things, does it really matter? In the big scheme of things, does it really matter? Let's say we just die. Like, I mean, oh my God, like, die! I die! The worst thing ever. Death! Death! Just die! <laughs> I mean, you know, we can get all simple about this. Oh, ooh, this, 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 this. But I mean, really? Really? It's so short. This is so short. This life is this short. It's this short. You guys, I've had such, I mean, I've had, I mean, I remember my third miscarriage. I was out of my mind. Out of my mind. Laughing out of my mind. Out of my mind. Out of my mind. Laughing because the word of God said I'm the joyful mother 
children and I keep house. And I've got this silly little circumstance going on right here where I'm bleeding, I'm having a, I'm having a miscarriage, and <laughs> what does this mean? Nothing. <laughs> because I'm going to be eternity with this baby, and like really that's a lot longer than this is going to be problem, you know, like, like, it's all relative. It's all relative. It's all relative. It's all relative. Compared to what? To eternity? To the glory? I mean, it, it was nuts. I, I remember thinking, I was so out of my mind, I remember thinking, this is not, this is the closest thing that I think I ever got to was probably how the Apostle Paul was sitting in prison saying rejoice, and again I say rejoice. I think he had such third heaven experiences and had such a revelation that nothing had any authority over him except what he gave. It seems so careless, doesn't it? We're supposed to be careless. Just careless. That seems so irresponsible, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. I gave up self-care. Gave it up. Who can bring a charge to God's elect? Who? Who am I supposed to be? Who am I again? Who am I again? Okay, wait a minute. Who am I again? Wait a second. My reputation means what? Oh, I need a reputation? To feel good? I need you to think good of me? Really? Your opinion? Oh, I didn't know. I didn't know. See, my reputation with God is what matters. And as far as I've checked, I'm a woman of great faith. Amen. And I'm telling you, when you let when you die to this world, when you die to this world, just die to it. Just die to it. Just go ahead, you already did it, so disagree. <laughs> Just let him die to die. Let me tell you, it's a lot more peaceful. The worst thing that could happen is probably not that bad. I mean, it's bad, you know, like in the fact that you know you might hurt people. You know, I'm not saying that we should just walk around whatever, but I, the point is that fear that's attached to that thing is bondage. The fear attached to possessions, bondage. Total bondage. If it has you, you need to give it away. I remember I was moving out of that condo, had nice stuff. Antiques, really expensive things. Boy, that stuff would talk to me. Nice stuff. You're never going to have anything like this again. Aren't I beautiful? You got me in so-and-so art gallery. And da, 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 you know? It won't survive the fire. It's hay and stubble. And it's just stuff. It's just stuff. Just stuff. It's a tool. You know? And the thing is, if our circumstances have us, we're slaves. Even though we're heirs. And I don't know about you, but I just, the Emancipation Proclamation, 
applies to us. And I'm just going to be free. I mean, when Jesus said, take no thought about your life, I think he actually meant it. I think he actually meant it. I think he literally meant take no thought. Like, don't think about it. It's not your, you're not supposed to think about that. You know what? You're dependent on me. Just don't take no thought. Take no thought about it. Well, what do you do about that? What do you do? I mean, it seems like it's irresponsible. I, I get that it feels irresponsible. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's the word thought. <laughs> it wasn't my idea. Yeah. It wasn't my idea. He said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things will be added to you. I mean, he, he said, seek ye first. He said, you know, seek him. Seek the kingdom. Seek his way of being and doing right. Seek your identity in him. Seek his way of thinking. Seek his way. Seek him. And that life will supernaturally work out. You know, I remember, I remember I got hooked up with a church one time that was connected in with like this multi-level marketing thing. And um, I remember that their whole like, I got, you know, the presentation and stuff. Um, and you guys, please don't bring this to me. <laughs> right now, I don't care what you're selling, the answer will be no. Um, and anyway, they were going through the presentation or whatever, and it was because it was like mixed up in the church, it was like they put a kingdom spin on it. Right. So it was like, you know, get financially free so that you can follow the call of God in your life. It'll get finances out of the way so that you can pursue God. And I remember just looking at them and going, you know, that is not scripture. The word of God says, seek first the kingdom. Amen. And all these things will be added into you. It didn't say, seek first finances. And then you can do the will of God. It was the will of God first. And then the other things that you need will be added to that. You know, I taught at Paul's last night. And the whole thing I taught him was Ephesians 2.10. And it was just all about that the total surrender to God really means that you own nothing. You don't own your time, you don't own your calendar, you don't own uh, your kids, you don't own your husband, your wife, you don't own, uh, you own nothing. You own nothing. Paul said, I'm a bond slave to Christ. Amen. Matter of fact, in 1 Corinthians 6, it says that my body belongs to the Lord. You don't even own your own body. Your body's not your own, your money's not your own, nothing is your own. Nothing is your own. You've been bought with a price, paid for with a preciousness. Your life is not your own. And life really doesn't work until you just go ahead and agree with that. But the moment you surrender and the moment you actually lay down and say, good, I have nothing to give you really except me. But the truth is, you weren't your idea either. You know what I mean? Like you just showed up and had some consciousness. <laughs> you know? I mean, you, you know, it's just weird, right? One day you wake up, oh, I'm me. Where did I come from? God. You're his idea. And when you lay down on the ground and just realize that your life belongs to your own and you're just, you're just, just done. <laughs> you're done with independent living. You're done with all of that. You're just, it's so good to be dead. <laughs> it really is so good. 
It's so good to be dead. Life supernaturally works. It supernaturally works. How? I don't know. It's supernatural. But I know this. You don't have to worry. You don't have to take a thought. You know, it's just not your life. It's your life, but it's his. He, he, he designed it. I'm living the God-designed life. I'm living a completely God-designed life. None of this was my idea. None of it. 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 Where I live was not my idea. The street I live on, the house that I rent right now, not my idea. Matter of fact, every time we try to come up with our idea, it's a bad idea. It's a bad idea. I mean, God's grace might prop it up for a minute. Bad idea. Bad idea. Now let's say this, when you do get God's idea and you step into God's idea, does that mean it just automatically supernaturally works without a trial or without a tribulation or without a test? No, just because it supernaturally works doesn't mean that it's just without a fight. But the fight is just to do nothing. Except believe. You just rest. Stress. I mean, that is the, probably the most practical lesson that I'm learning right now. So I'm learning how to not build a church. Oh, y'all laugh. You try it. <laughs> try to learn not how to build a life. Just try to learn that. Try to learn how not to build your life. Some of you are such control freaks. And you have no idea. <laughs> you know, but you and, and it's it's the life that we build. You know, and it's exhausting. The life that we build is exhausting. I tell you what, God does not build an exhausting life. We were not designed for toil. We were we that is a curse. And everything that I've gone through, everything that I've gone through, the ups, the downs, the lack, the abundance, all of that, in the end, none of it matters. I know how to abase. I know how to abound. In all things, I've learned to be. It's not about outward circumstances. It's not about abundance. It's not about lack. It's not about it's not about that. It's not external. You know, I was all messed up on Friday night. Not really uh, really messed up. I mean, I cried for like four hours. I was so messed up. People are crying for me. Bless your heart. It's not, it's not circumstantial. Right. Okay, like it, what God was doing was not at all circumstantial. So please don't be concerned for me that I'm going through something, you know, my husband's getting in and all such a heart cry inside of me 
quit striving for him. Mm -hmm. Not mine. <laughs> Not mine. <laughs> Not mine. For the gospel to really become real. And I just continue to lay down my life. 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 Friday night was continue to lay down my life. More, 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 more. More, just just laying it down. More 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 laying it down. I don't know how you do that more, but when you, you just get to the place where you literally have nothing to give except really your will. You write a check, not write a check. I mean, all this stuff. You just, it's just a will. It's a will. And it's just not mine. What does that what does that mean? Where does God take you when you have no more will? When you're just it's your will, it's your will, it's your will, it's your will, it's your will. And what does that practically look like? What does it practically look like? You know, I mean, God told me years ago, that was a price that you paid, but you won't regret paying that. And He's the reward. He's the desire of the nations. I said this at Colt the other night. I said. Like what I was trying to say was the things that control us only control us because we have yet to experience the glory of God that is the authentic thing for that cheap substitute. The things that control us are just an indication of the glory we have yet to experience. Just, I just think uh, you know one of the one of the fruits of wholeness is freedom from the need to control. You know, freedom from self protection. And then all kinds of just other things like freedom from self-medication. And we have like a counterfeit piece. There's like this counterfeit piece that's dependent on a bunch of things to actually exist. Which isn't peace. It's just a counterfeit. Feels like peace. But real peace is independent of anything. Um, let me just say this, though, because you can't really strive into this. 
You know, like, um, you can't strive into not striving. Um, that's like worrying about your worry, right? Or getting depressed about your depression, right? Right? Or using debt to get out of debt, right? I mean, that's insanity. Like it doesn't work, right? So what do you do? Nothing. Well, when I say nothing, it means it's He does it. It's a work of God. It's a work of God. It's not you. It's a work of God. It's the grace of God. It's the grace of God. It's the grace of God. The grace of God. Paul said, in my weakness, his strength is made perfect. In my, in my weakness, in my inability, his ability comes forth. Man, I just kind of feel like I started with this one thing and ended with this other thing. Because really what I started with was just about agreeing with God. Which has to do with just his will. And in the end, I'm talking about really just agreeing with God. So I'll wrap it up. Let me, let me just see if we can conclude here. I just, I just know, here's what I know. I know that in all of our lives, there are things that, are, that exist right now that are contrary to the word of God. Right? And contrary to the will of God. Right? Now, number one, let's not agree with those things. Not agree with them. Number two, let's not them, let them define us. Let me tell you this: financial struggles don't mean that you're a failure. They don't mean that. Any more than financial abundance means you're a success. Failure and success are not defined in terms of money. That's really important. I mean, I was in sales. I was programmed to believe that financial results equaled success. In fact, I was paid on that system. Not the kingdom. It's not the kingdom. That's the world. It's not the kingdom. Success is not measured in dollars in the kingdom. Success is measured by Jesus. Yeah. Jesus was successful. And I'm in him. So therefore, I'm already successful. It's not something I'm trying to attain. I'm already successful. I'm already successful. Why? Because I'm in Christ. When Jesus, when Daddy looks at me, he sees me holy. He sees me blameless. He sees me perfected. 
He sees me like Jesus. He sees me successful. He sees me whole. He sees me as I, as Jesus is, so are we in this world. He looks at me, he sees Jesus. And let me tell you, it's not based upon my my balance sheet. It's not based upon my P&L. Now, if you define your success or failure, if you just if you have an identity that's based on I'm X, Y, and Z because of something to do with finances, your identity is on a very poor foundation. I mean, the reality of it is, is we are masters of money because Jesus is the master of finances. So in the kingdom, we're just learning to master money. Which first and foremost is done with words. The way Jesus mastered money was not by going to an accounting class. Matter of fact, he had a treasure who was a thief. I'm just telling you, irresponsible. Right, that'll get you fired off from most board uh, directors. To know you have a treasurer who's a thief. Right. And keep them in position. <laughs> Again, not my idea. This is the word. He literally had a thief controlling the money. But here's the point. He wasn't controlling the money. Do you think that Judas was controlling the money? Because he was pilfering some? Jesus wasn't controlling. I mean, Judas was not controlling anything. I mean, when you can get money out of a fish's mouth, it, it doesn't matter really that you've got a treasure and you, you know, skimming off the top. Well, here's the point. When you create wealth, you're not worried about the nickels and dimes. What I want to get you at is, I want to get, I'm just, there's a lot in this today, just the, the mindsets, the mindsets, the mindsets, the mindsets, the mindsets. I'm so thankful that I sat under teaching that was so challenging. All of those years that with, with, with the relationship to money. And I just learned that, like everything else in the kingdom, it's 100%, not 90%, not 65%, not 30%, not 22%, not 87.4%, 100% according to my faith. You know, John G. Lake walked in divine healing according to his faith. According to what he believed. So if you want to change your financial situation, you change what you believe. You want to change your physical condition, you look at what you're believing. This morning, but hopefully there's nuggets in there for you guys. 
Because I don't like it when my family's hurting. I don't like it when my family, and I don't have time to sit down with every single one of you and give you, you know, the counsel on how to get through that circumstance or what to do with that circumstance. But I'll tell you right now, there's a prescription for every single one of you that's going through anything, and it's just to speak the word. Take authority over it. Get in agreement with what God says. And confront whatever, you know, unbelief is that you have. And in the meantime, don't let it define you. In the meantime, don't let the, the battle that you're facing or the, 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 you know, upgrade that you're in the midst of, don't let it define you. You're not your unrenewed mind. You're not, you're not the broken person that you believe that you are. Just because you believe it doesn't make it true. You're not the poor person you think you are. You're not, you're not, you're not that person. You've been programmed to think some bad stuff, but it's not real. Right. It's not real. And the circumstances are illusions. <laughs> they are illusions. <laughs> illusions subject to change. You know, one of the things that we learned is we learned, you know, you say the right things before you believe the right things. <laughs> you just say the right things before you believe the right things. I mean, it's better than just saying the wrong things because you believe the wrong things. <laughs> you know? I mean, every time we have had a mountain or had something in place, Brian and I have recognized that what we think and what we speak matters. And we just would get into agreement. And I'm thankful. My husband and I, have a, we're like-minded. And, you know, we can agree on something and be Brian and Jesus of the majority. Amen? And so, get someone to agree with you. Yeah, here's my point. I, I just went on this today because I don't like it. I don't like it when you guys are suffering with stuff, when you've got circumstances and they're bringing you down and they're stealing your joy and they're defying you in some way and the word of God is not. You know what? Here's the bottom line. If you fail this test, let's say by all, I mean, I've had so many miscarriages, literal miscarriages, financial miscarriages, ministry miscarriages, Relational miscarriages. I mean, I've had so many. It's just like, you know, hey, I failed that one. I missed it. I failed it. So what? So what? I mean, let me just say it. What does bankruptcy actually mean? Really, what does it mean? I'm not, again, I just cannot let these things. Are they the will of God for you? No. No. I'm not saying it's the will of God for you. Praise God, you're trying something. Praise God, you're out of the boat. Praise God, you're doing your best, the best that you know how to do in this moment to follow God. And your current level of mind renewal, or unrenewal, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> it's the version, you know, 5.0 of you. You're doing the very best that you know how to do. And I'm sorry, if daddy is not good enough to cover that, he's not a very good daddy. In every one of those, in every one of those situations, you learn. You learn. And I don't know anyone, really, you study biographies, you read biographies of people. I don't know anyone that's impacted anything through just did it right the first time. 
they quit and they didn't let it define them. an assignment for you. Okay? I want you to write a prayer declaration. Alright? Pick your number one problem. Your number one circumstantial problem. And I want you to put the word on it. And I want you to say it. I want you to get up in the morning and I want you to say it. And I want you to say it before you go to bed. Wake up in the morning and speak to it. Speak to it when you get up. Speak to it when you get back. You go to bed. Okay? Now when you speak to it, see it. See what you're saying. Get in agreement with what you're saying. Believe that your words are powerful. Believe that they are creative. Believe that they have authority. Way more authority than whatever circumstance. I'm telling you, just Amen. get up and just start to speak Amen. the word. Speak the word. God said the summer, it will be as you decree. The challenge will be to stick to your decree. It will be. I'm telling you, you lose weight supernaturally like this. <laughs> There's no fat in heaven. Nope. I've done it. The other stuff works. The natural stuff may work. It's work. I mean, this is a work to a degree. You got to speak, but just stay on it. Thirty days. Thirty days. Give me thirty days. Thirty days of obedience. Of you saying it in the morning, saying it at night. If it's financial, go after your finances. If it's your health, go after your health. If it's you know an addiction, go after the addiction. If it's divorce, go after that. If it's wholeness for a loved one, go after that. If it's salvation for a loved one, go after it. I'm just saying, just diligently for 30 days. If it's a job, go after it. Whatever it is, 30 days, go after it. If it's debt, go after it. 30 days. Now, when you do your prayer declaration, fill it with the word. And do it from a place of thankfulness. Just like, take ours. Take, what, take, take a copy of that and just see how we did that. Get your concordance out. Look at promises of God. For, you know, over your finances, over your health, over your mind, over the salvation of loved ones. Google it. Scriptures on salvation. Scriptures on, on finances. Scriptures on mental health. Scriptures on, you know, freedom. <laughs> Scripture on whatever. On wealth. Whatever. 30 days. Amen. Well, the last thing I was going to do is I'm going to do this. We, we want to, um, I did this last thing, we're going to wrap up. Uh, I wanted to take up an offering today uh, just for children's ministry. We're going to start doing this every week. So if you don't have something for this week, believe God for next week. We want to redo the downstairs. We want to paint it. We want to get our all kids ready. We want to get a nursery set up with cribs. We want to, we just want to get a real, I mean, we're, Kim and Brandon are going to be are taking that area over. And so we're going to be working on getting all of that in order and all of that stuff. And so I just want to take up a special offering just to help us fund that. I mean, Brian's been you know, getting rid of stuff on Craigslist. We've been doing some other things on the side to, to, to bring up some money. But, um, you know, the operating budget, it's not in there. We're, we still struggle on a weekly basis to get our operating budget. So, you know, I'm not going to take it. We don't have it to take it out of that. So just a special offering. I'm hoping that we can raise um, – 
had it on the spreadsheet. Do you remember where it was, Brian? <laughs> Paint and furniture and all that stuff, but I want to say like $2,500 um, just to raise that and get the kids' area. We want to do some murals and stuff. The other thing I was going to suggest too is if um, you're interested in volunteering to paint or you'd be uh, you know, willing to help with murals or whatever, if you just would like to help with that project, if you could just put your name and number in this offering and your email address just on a little piece of paper or something and throw it in there. And that, that we want to get a team together to do that. So I wanted to wrap up with that. I forgot I was going to go to the beginning, but I got frustrated. <laughs> and I'm not frustrated with you guys. I can't stand the devil. Amen. And I can't stand, I tell you, I have a special hatred for sickness and a special hatred for poverty. I can't stand that. And I don't, I don't want, I know Daddy can't, feels the same way. Jesus feels the same way. So it's not me. It's, it's just the way Daddy feels about it. He does not want us under that stuff. Right. I mean, you know, it's like your parent, your kid's sick or whatever. You just get angry. You get angry. You just want, you just don't, you just know. And Jesus purchased it. Amen. So, call things to be not as though they are. Right? Good. All right, well, I'm going to pray and then we're going to, you know, get the prayer ministers and stuff up. But, Father, I just thank you. I really hadn't planned this. I planned something else today, but I thank you, God, that. This was just on your heart. And I thank you for the prayer declarations that are about to be written. I thank you that we are not just hearers of the word, but we are doers of the word. And so I release the Holy Spirit right now to write these prayer declarations. I thank you that it's not even us that's writing them. We're just, we're just decreeing what you're saying. We're just, we're just saying what you're saying over these circumstances. And I just thank you, God, that words of life are coming forth, words um, uh, that are creative. Thank you that there's all kinds of creation that's coming out of our mouths. Thank you that there's prophetic utterances that are going to be written and declared, Father. And I thank you that the next, so I thank you, God, this is going to be the best Christmas we've ever had. We're going to be opening all kinds of unexpected presents from heaven. Yeah. Because we have, yeah. we have cooperated with you so that what you want to do can actually be done. And so I just release the grace over every single person to do that. In Jesus' name.